Hi and welcome to Saddlecast. Myself, Ollie and Glyn. Hi Glyn, how are you doing? Alright Ollie, how are you mate? Yeah, I'm good thanks, I'm good. So um, yeah, it's nice to have a podcast um, after a win. So um, for those who didn't go, who weren't aware, Shrewsbury Town um, played um, this weekend away at Millwall and um, got a, a good 1-0 um, away win, um, which is fantastic yep. and obviously a clean sheet as well. So um, yeah, Louis Dodd's first half goal has earned Shrewsbury um, the first league win at Millwall for 54 years. So yeah, amazing that. Way before our five time. Yeah, well before our time. So that was fantastic. Um, and that meant. And also, I just thought I'd, I did a little bit of just look back at our fixtures and our results um, to see that in the last nine in the nine games under Hurst, we've had six clean sheets, which yep. is pretty phenomenal. Um, and then in the league, we've won two drawn one and lost two which considering um, when Hurst came in we were on a massive free fall that's <laughs> not actually that bad is it? No I mean keeping clean six clean sheets in nine is pretty impressive whether you're you know top of the league or bottom of the league but to, to suddenly say we've kept six clean sheets in nine considering you know as you just said where we were you know the sort of goals we were shipping the types of goals we were shipping and, and the way that was costing us in games to have, to have turned that bit around you know is fantastic so far and previous weeks we've been talking about us not quite getting the goal and then obviously this week's been a bit of a difference and with, when you've tightened up at the back, as we said, Ollie, last week, it just takes that one goal to get you the three points rather than one. And it seems like we finally found that magic formula this week, despite being under pressure, which I think we'll talk about in a minute. But fantastic job. You can't really complain about that result. 54 years no, in the making. No, you can't, no. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. And um, yeah, from uh, from all the things online, it sounds like the fans that went had a whale of time. So um... Yeah, I saw I saw numerous, uh, I'm sure you did as well, numerous videos of people on the train on the way back, <laughs> like eight o'clock at night, on the way from Birmingham, New Street to Shrewsbury, chanting at other passengers and putting Christmas hats on their heads and, and getting very engaged with the whole thing. So that's what being a town fan's all about, isn't it? Waiting for yeah, these results is, yeah. that you're really not expecting. And, and still, you know, although Paul Hurst had started to turn things around, I still don't think there's many Shrewsbury fans who are expecting us to go to Millwall and get a positive result. So, yeah, why not? Everyone should enjoy the, enjoy it as much as they can, really, because that, that's what's going to be... I mean, I said on Twitter, I think the probably result of the season so far in the league, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I would. I um, wasn't expecting us to get anything from this game. So to win is just, yeah, just a phenomenal result. So, um, yeah, fair play to the players. Yeah, so, I mean, probably... I mean, we, we've been talking just before the podcast about the me. In fact, me and Ollie never made it, so we're going to try and make this a sort of a podcast light, really, to go over the things we've talked with our friends about since yesterday. And obviously, we're recording on a Sunday as usual, and and, and some of our friends that went and and. Yeah, other things we've read online. So I think it's probably just worth running through the team, isn't it, Ollie? So Lutweiler kept his place yep. in goal. Um, obviously, we had uh, Sadler and Abd as the centre-backs, continuing their, their good form, well, for all the defenders, really. And Dom Smith kept his place as well, which was pretty interesting, wasn't it, Ollie, considering that you would have thought Grimmer might have come back in? Yeah, you'd have thought he'd come back in, but um, I guess Hurst seems to be... Um... He seems to be good at rewarding players, and yeah, he was in a part of a team that had a clean sheet, so yeah, yep. he obviously felt that he um, deserved to keep his place. No, I think that's completely fair. And obviously, McGiven played left back, and then there was one change in midfield with um, Agogo coming back, and obviously the podcast favourite Ian Black slipping back down to the bench. Um, and then obviously he was joined by uh, O'Brien, Deegan, and Brown in the midfield, and then um, Tony up front with Dodds off him. Um, so uh, that similar sort of tactic that we've we've played a couple of times now. So yeah, I mean that's the sort of best team we could probably put out at this stage under Hurst, and, and he's given guys a, a, you know another go considering that the, the form they've had with defending recently. So couldn't really complain about the team to start and. And obviously, it gave us the best chance to get the result. Yeah, no, definitely. It's um, I quite like. Um, obviously, it's good having a go-go back in because he's got a lot of pace. Yeah. One thing I haven't seen yet is actually a Brian start on the right. Obviously, I've seen him, and most fans, town fans, have seen him play in central, central midfield. So yeah, I'm. It sounds like he did all right, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we can kind of have a bit more of a settled team because while um. Hurst has tried. He's had a few injuries, haven't we, and a few suspensions. So hopefully, yeah, we can have a bit more of a settled side. 
Um, mm. And hopefully that will have a, even um, yeah. Hopefully that will have an, obviously have an impact on the results coming coming up through Christmas. Yeah, obviously it's probably only going to be a settled side through to the end of Jan- to end of December because yeah, definitely. Come- Come January, we'll be looking at some significant changes, no doubt. So, um, but this is probably the team, isn't it? If you think about it, and, and throw Grimmer in there as well, Annie and Black, who's played regularly under Hurst, and they're the players that are really sort of playing for their futures. You know, there's, there's maybe one or two in that starting lineup even that might start to find themselves coming under pressure from new signings. So, this is their chance, really, isn't it? This month, they've had the chance to impress the manager. This is the chance to try and keep their their job, really, basically, because as we've seen this week, we're not afraid to just pay someone off that Hurst doesn't want. So could potentially be happening to a few others down the line. So yeah, um, this is the chance now. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I'd say probably um, the only really addition from the squad we have right now and make the team a bit stronger is maybe AJ at front instead of Tony. Um, yeah. Obviously a different option at front. Obviously we wouldn't have that out ball, that long ball out. But um, yeah, Dodds and um, Leach Smith do link up well. So it'd be interesting to see if when Leach Smith is fit, whether he goes with Leach Smith at front with Dodds behind. But, um, but no, it's a... Um, a good settled side and um, yeah he certainly settled on um, 4-4-2 formation varying obviously in different guises yeah we, we know where we're going to set up most weeks now don't we so yeah. at least that's good for fans to sort of get behind a team and, and as we've said on this podcast quite a lot we, we want to get a team that we can believe in and, and <clears throat> you know players that are playing every week you know not, not mixing a match so much and you know hopefully staying more than a couple of seasons so yeah, anyway, that, it just builds up towards that, isn't it? I suppose it's yeah, one it result, does. isn't it? We can't go over the top because <laughs> we're still bottom. Exactly. <laughs> so we yeah, just we remember that. Remember when I got very excited after the Barnet game, <laughs> and then obviously we and the Oxford down, game, Ollie. Down to, yeah, the Oxford game. Yeah, the Barnet Oxford game obviously put me on a high, um, and then obviously we had Sheffield United, and then um, the Fleetwood games. It brought us back down to earth. So hopefully this is another little. Hopefully this is the start of a little run. But um, but yeah, probably worth us going into the game now. Yeah, I mean obviously we weren't there, and Ollie, you have shoes web, shoes world, don't you? So you get to see the extended highlights, yeah. which is a little bit more than I, I get to see. I've, I've seen the, the highlights from the club on YouTube, which were, were sort of mostly Millwall mischances in our goal and another good chance that we had later on. But yeah, do you want to run through sort of the main things? I know I've spoken to a few people at the game as well, so I can't kind of got a few things to say. But, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, what, what's the main things that stood out to you, really? Yeah, so I'll do a quick summary. So um, there was, obviously, in the first half, um, there was a, they clearly play long ball. They definitely play long ball. They're not afraid to just get up, get the ball up as forward as quick as possible. So they had a really nice ball over the top. Um, their striker brought the ball down beautifully. Um, unfortunately, well, unfortunately for him, fortunately for us, um, he had his shot. But um, yeah, um, Gregory had his shot and it just kind of trickled towards the line. Um, and luckily, Elhab kind of got back and was managed to clear. So Relied on that pace he's got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that was a bit of a scare um, in the first 15 minutes. And then Shrewsbury scored a really nice goal, actually. So um, long ball up, um, headed back by their defence. Then Brown headed it back um, towards Tony. Tony cushioned it down, passed it to Dodds. Dodds then played a 1-2 with Tony. Um, Dodds then came into the box and was about a metre in front of the penalty spot. Um, and, yeah, and then he just kind mm. of passed it into the back of the net. Really nice finish. Um, and he mentioned in his post-match as well that he was quite a bit conscious of his um, the chance he had at Fleetwood where it was a similar kind of chance. And he hit the post and yeah, went out. Week. So, yeah, he just pushed it into the back of the net. So that was a really, really nice team goal. So, obviously, Brown, Tony um, playing as the target man and Dodds involved. And, um, yeah, it's one of, the, obviously, the strengths that we see from Dodds and um, it's a really nice goal and I, I put on Twitter I don't know if you saw it Glenn is like is Dodds the man who's going to save us because I think of, of anyone yeah. we've got at the moment who's got that creativity that link up play and can finish and Dodds is obviously now our top goal scorer um, yeah, so it's yeah it's a really surprising nice really isn't it yeah it is surprising I mean I guess that's just kind of Again, um, I was reading a Millwall uh, local newspaper um, and they made a, a comment about Tony about missing chances and having lots of bookings. Um, 
and they were yeah. quite quick to bring him out. But fair play to him, you know, he's playing as a target man as well. His, his role isn't just about goals, and no, good goal, and um, yeah, good start to the game, and a, a surprising um, score. I'm not sure where you were, Glenn, when um, when you when you heard this goal. I was um, just north of Oswestry on the A5 because <laughs> I was uh, I'd, I'd, had a, I'd had a weekend working away, unfortunately, which is why I couldn't make the game. I was driving back from uh, from north of north of Penrith, basically, but. Um, yeah, so I was I was sort of uh, listening to it on the radio. I'd got Radio Shropshire by that point, so yeah, I was sort of pumping my fist when I heard the goal go in, and then I had a celebratory KFC at Oswestry on the way out. <laughs> so why not? Um, but um, yeah, the, the goal was good. I did see the goal on the highlights, and then say great teamwork, and and you know don't want to repeat what you've just said. We talked last week about um, whether Tony actually had the maturity to play that you know target man role up front, and this is the sort of thing that might start to turn people around to make it think that he can do that if he can sort of sort of do that job a little bit more and be you know be the one that's creating the goals rather than just shanking shots wide. Um, and obviously we didn't see that I didn't see all the game I didn't see the rest of it to see quite how he played for the most of it but the general feedback I, I've sort of got from other fans was he had a pretty good game Tony and, and it wasn't just the, the sort of work that he put in for the goal it was it was defensive work as well when we were under the cosh and heading corners away and bits and pieces like that so sounds like he had a good game all in all yeah it, it sounds like everyone had a good game and um, yeah certainly yeah, um, yeah. The players certainly worked really hard and yeah, it was definitely a battling performance. And yeah, as you kind of hinted at um, when you saw the highlights, after that, there was a lot, a lot of chances for Millwall. Um, so there was blocks, clearances off the line, um, some good saves um, from Luke Weiler. Um, and it's also worth probably noting that Millwall were pretty wasteful as well. Um, they had one mm. chance, they had a lot of corners in the game. Um, they had 17 chances on goal, uh, sorry, 17 chances in the match, about seven on goal. And they had 13 corners. <laughs> so there was quite a lot of um, pressure on there. And they did have one where the player was in the six yard box and headed it wide. And yeah, kind of their strikers certainly weren't on form yesterday. Thank, thankfully for, for, for Shrewsbury. Well, it's football for you, isn't it, Ollie? You know, we see it. It's not just yeah. Shrewsbury. It's not just Shrewsbury that suffer from it. I watched the Liverpool versus West Ham game this afternoon, and there's a one statistic came up that Liverpool had had like 52 touches in the opposition box, and and West Ham had had three, and it obviously ended up being two two. So we got an even better result than West Ham got today, and that's it. It's about taking that one chance and manfully defending, and you know, it that def- the defense has to take so much credit for what they've done in the last few weeks to start to turn the corner in our season and, and give us the opportunity to start thinking about. Getting back amongst the chasing, you know, the chasing pack to stay up. So, yeah, a fair play, fair play to all the defenders that threw themselves in front of every shot there was yesterday because it sounded like they were putting the bodies on the line. Yeah, there's right at the end of the game they had quite a few pressure um, chances and O'Brien was getting his himself um, on the line as well. So a lot of yeah. the players were putting their bodies on the line. So no, it was um, yeah, fair play to them. We're certainly, as we said at the start, um, obviously there's clean sheets um, and we're definitely making progress with the defence. Um, so yeah. no, very positive and yeah, it's. It's fantastic to see uh, um, us not concede because if we if we if we can get some more clean sheets, then that gives us a chance, doesn't it? Yeah. What What do you think, Ollie, if, if, about the work Paul Hurst has done to actually turn the defence around and make them more solid? Because if you think about it, we're playing we're playing less defenders than we did under Mickey Mellon. You know, we'd regularly play the three centre backs and two wing backs that were basically <laughs> additional full backs, and so we've got less defenders back there. Um, so you would you would think in some respects we might be more open to to defend, you know, getting attacked more, and so. What do you think about what, what's he done? Is it on the training ground or is there some sort of tactical thing you've seen? You know, obviously it's a different tactic, but is it just because football players at this level are basically a little bit more used to playing four four two and it's easier to understand? I don't know if it's that simple. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think there's definitely something there about being about used to um, being having um, 
used to playing four four two. I think remember we were talking about several um pods um ago, maybe like ten podcasts ago under Mellon that we were getting frustrated that the opposition, you know, there's obviously just one full back mm. um or wing back on the side and he was being overloaded with two opposition um players to mark and the opposition were often getting a lot of crosses in. And I remember an early um, post match um interview, Hurst was always often talking about um we were conceding and allowing the opposition to put a lot of balls into the box. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think the, the, the two banks are four. We've obviously Dodds playing an attacking field um, role. Obviously means we can put more possession, more pressure on the opposition so they're not, they can't put as good balls in the box. Mm. Um, and yeah, it, interestingly, in Dodds' um, post-match interview, that kind of question was asked, you know, what's the difference? And he said the manager has given them some confidence. Yeah. Um, and Hurst also mentioned in his interview as well that um, the assistant manager has been working on defence as well. So yeah, it just sounds like there's quite a... Yeah, everything's come together a little bit and... Um, I don't know whether the Fleetwood game has kind of um, refreshed their memories and you know given them a bit of a kick up the arse, or yeah. maybe even um, obviously we'll come to this uh, the news of the end or a bit later on. But obviously Sarsovic moving on, maybe that's a bit of a trigger as well for them to go. You know, this is, you know these guys are serious. Yeah, I don't know, what's, that... what's your thought on that? I think you're probably right. Probably right in some respects. As I say, I think that understanding how to play four four two and a back to basics approach in terms of doing the basics right and, and making sure you know you cut down on the crosses, you you make sure you win the first header, you try and get in front of your man and stay tight. They they seem to have been doing all those sorts of things better. So I do also think there's been a lot of work on the defence on the training ground. And it was interesting listening to Radio Shropshire in the run up that they were talking specifically this week about the fact that Paul Hurst had had them doing shooting practice. So it, it kind of leads me to believe a little bit more that maybe he was. Um, had a first task to focus on bringing that defence up to snuff and now he's moved on to looking at the strikers and, and obviously that shooting practice paid off for Dodds this week so it seems to be that whatever he's working on in training is kind of trying to start paying dividends so yeah I mean it's it's a combination of all those factors and you say confidence is also a massive part of it and, and also so is consistent team selection as well so yeah let's have more of the same you know let's, have, let's get another seventh clean sheet next week I think that would be uh, that would probably you know he'd like to think we'd probably win a game again if we can do that next week yeah no definitely so yeah winning points and um, yeah getting three points is, is key and obviously that um, means that we can close the gap on the opposition on the other teams around us so those yeah. who haven't seen the league table we're <laughs> on the same points now as Chesterfield and Oldham only one point away from Coventry two, yeah one point away from Coventry and only two points now away from Bury, who are 20th and then five points from Swindon. So it's feeling like, you know, go Doable. through the Christmas period, pick up a couple of results. And yeah, by the by January, um, and well, we're not January, but the start of January, we could be out of the relegation zone. Mm. And I think it's it's interesting that, that um, we, we can focus on Shrewsbury Town and the results we're getting. And, you know, the manager will say, we'll only focus on our results. We won't look at anyone else's. But as fans, we do every week, don't we? And, you know, we've mentioned Barry numerous times now in the last few weeks. I think they're up to 12, 13 losses in a row, something mental like that. And, you know, yeah. not just that, they're shipping, they ship five goals at the weekend. And was it Chesterfield shipped four goals at the weekend? And so these, these teams are really struggling at the moment when we've just found a patch. So, this is the time when we've yeah. got to turn the screw, get back on on level terms with them, and then and you know if we're if we're level with the sort of four or five teams at the bottom, you know within two points of them at January, and I'd like to think that Hurst's probably got enough about him to think this is going to be his great escape because regardless of where we are in January, from where we were when he took over, if he does get us out of trouble, it will be considered a cracking great escape in my opinion. Yeah, well we've got four games, so we through the rest of December we've got four um three more um league games. Yeah, Bristol Rovers um at home, Bolton away, Rochdale away. Um, Fleetwood at home on the 2nd of January mm-hmm. um, and then a massive game on the 7th of January uh, away at Swindon 
yeah. and obviously that could be a game that pulls us out of the relegation zone if we win. So yeah, plenty of games to go. And but um, yeah, almost let's not get too carried away. But um, it's no. nice to um, enjoy a win. No, and I think that you know Bristol Rovers at home next week's got a different sort of spin on it. Now you'd like to think that we're certainly more capable of getting a result again next week with the way we are more solid. And and you know we've nicked one goal this week. We might start to remember where the goal the goals are now, and they might fly in a bit more next week. So definitely something to be positive about in the league game next weekend. You know I I think I'd like to think that we'll probably win that. Um, just depends what happens this week in the FA Cup, doesn't it? Because another sort of three 0 shelling at Fleetwood could obviously have a a big say on the confidence going into the Rovers game. So it's not cut and dry, is it? We've won a game. It's, it's it's now trying to back that up with a home result, but also not not you know let's try and get through in the FA Cup. You know it would be good, but that could have a big tell on how we do go into that next home league game. Yeah, and Bristol Rovers were on a bit of a funny run of form mm. as well. So they lost fi- um, lost five one to Charlton. They lost to Chesterfield in the league. They got knocked out by Barrow in the FA Cup. Yeah, but then they that. did beat Bury four two at the weekend. So they're not on a great run of form either. So yeah, no. it's definitely a winnable game. I think anyone will beat Barry at the moment, so that doesn't really that doesn't really count for much, does it? To be fair, so um, yeah, it's, no. it's certainly it's certainly much better, you know, on this Sunday looking at the league table, and that's probably the first time in a long time where we've taken a big sort of step forward in terms of of where we were. So yeah, positives, definitely positives there. Um, I think another positive that you you sort of we were talking about was the fans again. I think one of the things about games in London, as you probably noticed in all the years you've been going, is we always have a real nice little cluster of Shrewsbury Town fans that have sort of moved away for work who live in London. And I know I know loads of lads who live down in London and they always make sure they get to the, not just London, but like the home counties and Surrey and, you know, even as far as Kent. And we've got, you know, of the 250 there, I wouldn't be surprised if 100 of them live down down in the southeast. And it's it's great that we get that support when we're in the capital. Yeah, definitely. The um, away support um, of the Tuesday night game at um, Charlton. And there's quite a few faces that, yeah, guys that now live in London and... Um, and yeah, it's always a good atmosphere. Um, I remember a few inter- a few good atmospheres away at Barnet and places like that. And um, no, it sounds they were fantastic. And I don't know if you saw um, that clip from that Lions TV. Yeah, I did. Yeah, a Millworth fan, and then the Sh- Salop fans um, were really loud. Obviously, at the top of that um, that um, stand, they were really noisy, and he reacted to them. But um, yeah, the manager <laughs> also commented on how um, how good the fans were, and he was surprised how many were turned up. So um, yeah, it just kind of shows, doesn't it? You know, Paul Hurst obviously. Um, is new to Shrewsbury and um, commenting on the fans and the good away numbers and yeah it's something obviously we're used to but um, yeah it's it's good and we, we do have a very good following yeah and I think it's it's like the home fans isn't it if we can get more wins and, and you know we might start to see these home and away attendances dripping back up again you know it's a long way to go let's not get ahead of ourselves because a, a loss next week at home to Bristol Rovers I mean it's pretty much back to square one isn't it in some respects but we do need something to, to get the fans back whether it's home or away but it was it was great and the thing that I thought was great was obviously me listening on Radio Shropshire if you can hear the Shrewsbury fans on Radio Shropshire because sometimes the commentators are quite a long way away from our lot aren't they but you could hear them loud and proud several times during the game and, and you know when they scored and so yeah fair play to anyone that went down from Shropshire and, and also all of the sort of London the sort of southeast London shoes that went you know sounds like that was a sort of vocal backing that really helped the team yesterday yeah no definitely definitely so maybe it's worth also sharing some of the obviously I did my um, as we often do did the three word match report on um, Facebook I don't know whether you want to we're doing things a bit differently today Glenn. I don't know whether you want to read some of them out or yeah, you've, happy to do you've, it. you've put them on the agenda haven't you Ollie so I can read them out for yeah, so yeah, yeah you've got oh my god <laughs> which seems a bit seems a bit of an overreaction to us finally winning but yeah the next one's no way really um never give up core blimey governor i think obviously a london-based one there um fan dabby dozy and best win ever road our luck best win ever that's that's a great show it must be someone quite young and yeah road our luck so yeah quite quite a so i think everyone was obviously a, might have had a couple of ales when they started sending in their three moves mash reports this week on the, <laughs> on the on the train home I, th- I saw a lot of them being done then when people were on the way home ollie so they're probably still yeah. in the um 
it, it was quite interesting actually the fan reaction not you know from some of the guys that have been who I've seen being you know and, and like ourselves because of what's been going on quite negative about what's been happening and the football we've been watching and really very unhappy but I saw a sort of turn in some of those guys that they'd obviously had a fantastic day out and finally you know felt like what they were doing in terms of following Shrewsbury Town was worth it and gave them that sort of buzz that they hadn't had for months really so yeah I think it was great for everyone that was there to experience that I just hope that we can give you know 4,000 town fans the same experience next Saturday and hopefully we can all get on the same page again then yeah definitely actually it's, um, it's funny you mentioned about um, you're talking about um, the set the fans but um, in terms of the three word match I bought quite a few of them from the same people so yeah, obviously <laughs> a few of them were um, taking advantage of the um, the 4G on the train and yeah having a few ales but um, yeah it sounds like it was a good away trip and it's it kind of makes you jealous doesn't it, it kind of yeah. it's the thing about away trips you're like I wasn't sure I possibly could have gone but I thought I've been to a lot of games recently um, and then yeah it's classic kind of game you're like damn that would have been a good away trip but um, yeah definite jealousy that's the word isn't it when you do do have those ones yeah. you always think there's there's ones on there and it's always much better when you don't drive and you go on the train and you get you know you get you, you sort of let the train take the strain for the day so obviously all the lads coming yeah. back on the train would have enjoyed that so yeah I think that probably moves on from the fans and then the three-round match reports. You've, you've made some comments about what Paul Hurst had to say at the end here as well, which is probably just worth covering, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, again, using the shoes, I always take advantage of um, listening to the um, Paul Hurst comments. So, um, yeah, as we kind of said from what we saw and what we've heard from fellow fans, that um, we had to withstand a lot of pressure. Um, good link-up play for the goal, and he was very happy. He's very clear to say that, you know, we should, um, you know, we're working hard, um, and we should enjoy the games that when we do win. So that yes. was good to see. And um, um, when um, Dodds was doing his um, post-match as well, you could see he was getting some um, abuse and some banter from the players. So, yeah, it sounds like the fans, the players were happy, sorry. And, um, yeah, um, obviously Hurst um, was pleased with the win. Um, it's interesting, um, BBC Shropshire asking some questions, and he said that apart from the Fleetwood game, he's been pleased with how they've performed. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's definitely been a, a table has been turned and yeah this weekend again if we can get a result at Bristol um, this weekend that's going to be a huge 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 um, huge result I think the evidence of, of the lads giving each other a bit of banter after the game points probably towards a slightly improved maybe getting that atmosphere back in the dressing room that might have been missing and, and a win does help with that so hopefully that sort of thing continues as well the other thing was he said that McGiven got injured didn't he because obviously went off in the game yeah he's got, got a damaged shoulder shoulder so that obviously leaves us a bit they have a bit of a problem really with, with centre back and left back now because if he is out for a period of time, you've either got to shift Sadler out of a position he's been playing well in or drop Brown back to left back, which he didn't do, did he? He put Grimmer on, but Grimmer was by all accounts yeah. not very good at left back, which is fair enough because he's a natural right back and that's his position. So might, might leave us with a few questions to ask there about what, what we do down the line, but hopefully it's not as bad as it seems. But I don't know, did he say what, what it looked like? I guess it was too early to tell, really, post match, isn't it? Yeah, he, he, he made them quite a random comment. It was like, there was like he said, he. I think it's basically he said you need to ask the physio what was wrong with him because he couldn't quite um yeah he said I think it was quite complicated he said he's got a lump in his shoulder or something so I guess it's one of those things you have to wait for a few days to see what um, comes back but yeah at least um we do have options don't we we can always bring Lancashire back into the side put yeah, yeah. left back or bring Brown in or yeah um yeah maybe put Dodds on the wing again but I think it's clear that Dodds's best position is that number 10 role um, yeah yeah. So I would be surprised if he moved him from there. So, so no, it was yeah positive, um, buzzing fans, um, buzzing results, and um, yeah, it sets up um, Christmas very nicely, wasn't it? I think you said it, Glenn. It was like a nice early Christmas present. It was. It was a nice early Christmas present, wasn't it? And hopefully we get a few more. You know, Santa doesn't just deliver one present, does he? We'll be expecting more presents <laughs> than that on the way go through. But it, I think it, I think. For me, the main thing that I read from fans was that they're happy to see everyone fighting for each other and, and, and actually, you know, 
the battle for the club, which we've questioned at times this season. So for me, of all the things I read, yeah, three points is great. But to see that that's got back into the squad now is, is the thing I was probably most pleased about. Yeah, no, definitely battling performance and um, taking our chances. And yeah, I think when the Fleetwood game, we were a bit unlucky, weren't we? Um, yeah. So yeah, we kind of got a bit of our luck back um, after some of the results and also some of the um, decisions by refs, Sheffield United, things like that. So no, pleasing, very, very pleasing. And um, I've got a good friend of mine, he's a Charlton fan, and he was texting me and he was absolutely chuffed as well. So yeah, it was good to see that we not just made Shrewsbury Town fans happy, we also made Charlton fans very happy as well. <laughs> we made Danny Baker very unhappy though. He's obviously uh, Danny Baker from the, the radio. And yeah. I think he was in I'm a Celebrity this year, wasn't he? He was very unhappy. I was listening to his... Um, uh, well, I've listened to his show on a Saturday morning, so it'll be interesting if he mentions it. I doubt he will. You know, he's, I think he put something on Twitter about it. But there we go. Um, I think probably just before we move on, obviously, just quickly talk about. We've just talked about Bristol, but we have got the Fleetwood game in between, Ollie. But we you know, have, that, yeah. this result puts us in a better mood going into that, and and the lads should really want to go and get some revenge for what happened up there um, a few weeks back when we lost three 0 So um, I'd, I'd even like to think that we, it, this this is the sort of result that puts us. With, with a better chance of getting something out. I didn't see how Fleetwood did this weekend. I should have checked, really. I'm not sure, but I'll have to have a look. But, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully, you can go and stay in the Cup as well and then and get things looking up on two fronts then. Yeah, actually, we haven't, we haven't really talked about the FA Cup draw. Um, oh, like no, we haven't, Probably because yes. we haven't been able to, because it was on Monday, wasn't it? What do you make of the draw? Well, initially, when I, when I <laughs> back when we were rubbish, because <laughs> one result now and we're, everything's fine again, don't worry. But, um, yeah, initially I worried. I, I, I put along the lines of, well, Bristol City away, isn't it? pretty much glad we're out already which which is not giving ourselves as much confidence against Fleetwood and actually getting a result but you know it's not a great result is it Bristol City away I haven't been to Bristol City for a very long time so yeah I, 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 yeah, I find that surprising yeah I, a lot of fantastic friends weren't very happy but I was like no it's all right it's a, it's it's a, a tough winnable draw, game isn't it? and also yeah and winnable game yeah it's a, well potentially you know it's the FA Cup you know, we beat Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday last year didn't we have you, so have you been watching uh, we just as bad as we were yeah, but you never know. One off game, we did beat yes, again. True, say like true. we beat Sheffield Wednesday last year. But um, and yeah, for me, it's an away game. I've never um, never been to Bristol City, so oh, there you go. Be one to tick off the ninety-two list. So so yeah, not too bad. And I I, I won't be, won't be too disappointed if we lost. To be honest, if we no. lost, and then we can just focus on the league. Um, but yeah, if we win, it's a confidence booster, and um, we've got to play Fleetwood again in January. So I know, it just yeah. feels like. Playing them all the time, but um, we'll have to beat them at least once, Ollie, in this in this four game run. One of those games will win. So, I hope so. if it isn't on Saturday, if it isn't on Tuesday, then at least we'll get the three points in the league when we play them back at home. So there we go. Oh, what would you take as an interesting question then? So which one would you prefer? Would you rather win on Tuesday in the FA Cup or beat them in the league? Ugh, that's tough. Tough call. I think at this stage, because of how important it is to the football club in terms of staying up again this season, I'd take the three points in the league if it was offered. If that was a if that was a deal, I was yeah. offered. I would I would hope we we get the three points in the league because it puts us back on parity then doesn't it pretty much so yeah, that'd be alright so it's Monday that's Monday the 2nd of January um, that game at home to, to Fleetwood mm. I shall be there um, I should just also say while we're looking at the table I always very rarely very often talk about my boss the Oldham fan who is he thinks they're worse than us <laughs> so we often have discussions of which of our teams are playing the worst at the moment and I'm going in yeah we lost again he's like oh yeah we lost again but he thinks Oldham are absolutely shit you know I was going to swear again. He thinks they're awful this season, and they're not in a position where they can massively re-strengthen in January either. And they don't, you know, they don't have a change of manager yet, so they've they've not got round to that point yet. So, be interesting. They're the ones that maybe I can see dripping down even further, and, and certainly getting above them ASAP. Really, I know they've yeah, got a game no, in hand. It's definitely tight down the bottom. And have we seen, haven't we? You know, throughout the season, um, 
there's not much difference. So yeah, I'm, oh, I don't want to get too optimistic, Carried away. Again. I'm too excited, <laughs> but um, yeah, but um, but it does gives us some confidence, and yeah, it's fantastic to talk about something else and some positive for a change. So, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, that was the Millwall game. Happy days. Yeah, as I said, we're trying to keep it pretty swift, aren't we? But um, we'll, we'll just we're not going to go with comment- commentary clips and stuff this week. We're going to try and keep this because we have given everybody a lot of content over the last few weeks, haven't we, Ollie, with all of the to, the goings on yeah. to talk about hour long podcasts and this, that, and the other. So um, we're going to try and keep this one short for everyone. So yeah, the only real big bit of news this week, other than um, Brian doing one of his weekly updates, but I've not had a chance to look at that yet, and um, uh, I don't really know what to say about it. But yeah, obviously we've had an in and out, a transfer type thing. So um, Sarsovic has gone, Ollie. Which is interesting, considering he'd obviously been binned out the sort of matchday squad recently, and we had we had discussed why that had been last week, hadn't we? And um, so for the club to have finally gone with mutual agreement, um, I think it's probably best for all parties, really. Yeah, it was, and um, it's interesting. In um, in Hurst's post match, he said that he kind of hinted that um, he didn't really settle at the club. Mm. Um, so yeah, he didn't really settle, didn't really fit in, and. We know he never really fitted in on the pitch, did he? He um, seemed a bit of a spare wheel. Yeah, yeah. His, I mean, I think he had a spare wheel around his gut. <laughs> I, just, I know that's why I said that. <laughs> that's why I said it because he was a bit slow, wasn't he, on the pitch? Yeah, you set him up, Ollie. I had him in. Um, so there we go. But no, I don't. I don't think we're really going to miss him. And I, I would have thought he would have been on decent wages, to be perfectly honest with you. So might exactly. again free quite quite a bit up in January for us to look at another because he was a starting League One player last year, who a few clubs were after. So. Um, yeah, there should be a bit of money there. But um, I'll put, I'll reckon as a prediction, Ollie, that he ends up back at Fleetwood within about six to eight weeks. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense yeah, for him not to go back there. They, they'd probably play him, and, and he's a legend there, isn't he? A bit. So yeah, he wouldn't be surprised if he went there. Or I don't, I don't think, don't, don't think Tranmere would be able to uh, buy him. You know, Mickey <laughs> Mellon likes to sign players um, from Shrewsbury Town. But um, no, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he goes. Hopefully he goes, you know, you don't want to, hopefully he finds a club. Um, it's going to mm. be pretty harsh, hard for him because, you know, he's been playing, he hasn't even been getting into a, a team that's been bottom of League One. So no. yeah, good luck back to him. And, and I guess kind of just, yeah, it kind of reminds us, doesn't it? We are getting close to January now. It's, um, we're flying into January before we know it. And yeah, hopefully... Um, from what you were telling us and last week, Glenn, in terms of you heard the Brian's interview, sounds like we're going to be busy and yeah, yeah hopefully Brian is going to be busy and we can assign some players for Hurst and yeah, have a, a kind of like a, a new team in the new year. But um, mm. yeah, we can probably talk about that when we get a bit closer and yeah. hopefully be a few more rumours flying around. Yeah, I think with the, the, the next three games will tell us a lot as well. If any, you know, there probably might be some players that can't keep the level of performance up at the back that they have been doing, and they might get found out, and that might change Hurst's views of a few things. Just going back to Sarsovic, though, we, we obviously talk about players moving on and wishing them all the best, and you always wish players are the best, but he doesn't really leave having done anything at the football club. He's not going to leave with any kind of memories with Shrewsbury Town, is he? So he's not going to, you know, be, be fondly remembered. Let's be honest, he's not. So um, yeah, I, you know, I never wish ill of a footballer, but I don't really, I don't think that. Um, Sasevich's time is going to be fondly remembered. The good thing about it is, Ollie, I can never spell his name, said his name right in the entirety of these twenty-one podcasts. So at least I don't have to talk about him anymore. So that's that's my positive about Sasevich leaving. Yeah, have you signed a few more players? The name like Smith and Davis yeah. and stuff. Evans. Like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so exactly. there we one. go. So we'll cover all of the. I mean, we we might do another one. We will get a guest next week and cover some more of the sort of updates from the football club in terms of the off-field stuff. But we just wanted to do a quick one to focus on the the positive yeah. result this week, didn't we? So um, the only real thing to wrap up, I suppose, is our prediction for next week, Ollie. 
um, in terms of what we think the score is going to be at Bristol Rovers. As I say it's always tricky doing these ones because the, the result on Tuesday is going to probably have an effect on what we really predict for this one. So we're going to have to go a bit earlier, aren't we? But um, yeah, I'll, I'll start. I think I, I'm I'm back to being a bit more positive. It sounds like you know it's only one game and we were under the pressure under pressure quite a lot at Millwall, but it's the sort of result that's got their confidence up. So I think confidence is is big. Um, so I can go for. I think I'll go for. I'm going to go for a confident two nil win. Okay. Good. So yeah, I was thinking of. Um, I was thinking maybe I was going to go for two one. So a bit of a, a role reverse from. So obviously the Millwall game we both went for us to lose. I went for yeah. two nil defeat. You went for two one defeat. Let's reverse it around and swap it around. So yeah, you go for two nil win. And I'm going for a two one win. So yeah, mm. let's see. Um, let's see if we can get some points. We haven't got any points for quite a few weeks. So, no. Um, no, it's because yeah. The slightly worrying thing is every time we've both predicted town to win, I think they've pretty much lost every time. So we've probably just completely <laughs> yeah, jinxed, I think jinxed, right, jinxed it as usual. And and I keep saying I'm still yet to see us win under Paul Hurst. So there is this sort of ongoing thing where people are calling me a bit of a jinx at the moment around around my friends and uh, family. So and I'm going next week on on Saturday. So if they don't beat Bristol Rovers, I might have to just stop going. Only I might get I might get a ban. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you going? Are yes. you going on Saturday? Yep. Yep. I'll be yeah. there. It should be good. Yeah, are you thinking of going to Fleetwood? I'm having an iron about it. I've got uh, various things going on around the country with work, as usual, as we both do. Me, me, as we should just say, me and Ollie do this podcast on a Sunday, mainly because we're basically never at home after that, are we, Ollie? We were talking no. about the fact that you've put about twenty five, twenty six thousand miles on your car this year, and I've done about thirty five plus. So it's it's not the easiest thing sometimes to kind of try and get these podcasts together. So it depends where we are in the world as to whether we can get to the games, yeah. doesn't it, Ollie? So I might get to Fleetwood away. Depends. I've done it the wrong way around. Well, it's not wasn't really my choice, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Warrington on Monday, seeing a supplier, and then on Tuesday, um, in search oh, of yeah. um, launching new biscuits under our, new, <laughs> our one of our major brands. Um, I'm going to supplier on Tuesday in Newcastle, so up in Gateshead. So yeah, if they were the right, the white right, the get my words out, the right way around, I could have gone, but um, no, you'll have to just. You can obviously I've heard back Fleetwood from yourself, Clint. So I won't be able to experience it. <laughs> yeah, time. I, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't. <laughs> recommend you even attempt to go ollie but you know i'm a sadist no. so that's fine there we go okay so we're going for us to win next week we've won this week so yeah. everything is positive more positive than usual <laughs> let's hopefully come back and do this again next week in a in a more positive mood and hopefully um everyone appreciates you know we went to the game wanted to bring you something this week just to yeah. make sure we sort of keep on top of things and keep a weekly episode out so yeah it should be a nice quick listen this week and uh we shall be back next week to talk shoesby town again yep. cheers glenn good to see you and yeah thanks for listening guys yeah, cheers for listening, guys. Speak to you next week. Oh!